Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee with Keith podcast. I'm your teacher and host, Keith Brown. And each week on this podcast, we coach you, the BiPlus individual, as well as others within the community, how to turn your hurting into healing and your healing into happiness. Subjects of this podcast will include sexual identity trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Every week, you will get powerful teaching to help you create the life you desire and deserve. A couple of disclaimers, though, please. I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Also, the views expressed on this program are either those of myself or my guest and should be considered as such. All right, grab that cup of coffee, have a seat here at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown. Thank you for listening to this Friday Bible Talks episode. And today in this uh, Bible Talks, I want to share with you a reading from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. So let's hear the words here. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to the holy apostles and the prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become follow, fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ, and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. Amen. That's an interesting text the writer gives here, and it's accredited to Paul. Uh, there can be all kinds of debate whether Paul was the one that actually wrote it or not. I don't want to get into that, but it is actually 
again, a reminder on the heels of what we've been celebrating during the Christmas season, the coming of the Messiah, the, the promised one, the birth of the Savior. All of this sets the groundwork for this particular text, which I think is quite interesting, because here's what's going on. Paul, we know, has been the champion to the Gentiles. Paul, a Pharisee among Pharisees, one who was highly educated in the way of the Jewish tradition, one who had all purposes a very high respect by the temple and the scribes and the uh, the uh, the priest, all of this stuff. And then Paul gets the revelation, the idea from God that he is supposed to share this gospel message of grace to the Gentiles. And guess what we find throughout Scripture historically because of this? Well, Paul is called to the carpet more than once. Paul is thrown into prison more than once. And the people of the temple, the, the, the priests, the rulers, are not happy because Paul is sharing the gospel of Jesus with the Gentiles. And he's spreading this message of Jesus as the Messiah. And they're not happy. They're not having any part of it because they, they think he's blasphemous. They believe that he's teaching and sharing with those people. And if you remember in this time, culturally speaking, the Gentiles were nothing more than dogs to the Jews. They wanted nothing to do with Samaritans, for instance. They they thought they were dirty. They were unclean. They were, you know, we, we wanted to go across the street from them. They were from the other side of the track, so to speak. And so the fact that Paul was going to these Gentiles, was sharing with these Samaritans and others about the truth of the Messiah, the, the, the sharing of his love and his grace, and, and the life that is found in him through faith, then you can imagine that the establishment was not happy. They were trying to do what I think were three main things. Number one, they believed that there was their responsibility to be protectors of the faith. They believed that what they had received and what they had was the truth, and that this addition of Jesus and his teachings and all this other stuff was in contradiction. It wasn't it was not in fulfillment. It was not this what they held. It was not the Torah. It was not the law. It was not what they held dear. And they believed that they were truly protectors of the real and true faith. And that which Paul was sharing was blasphemous, and they would have no part of it. Secondly, they judged the recipients of the message. They believed that the Jews were the chosen nation, the Jews were the chosen people, and that God had come through the Jews, and that God had provided the Jews the truth. And therefore, they protected themselves from those that were unclean, who were not worthy to receive what God had given them. And so, they thought that they were protector of that which they held dear they held it precious, and they didn't want any of these outsiders to have any of it. So they were protected of the faith itself. They were protective of who could receive and enjoy that faith. And lastly, they, in my opinion, truly misunderstood the magnificent grace and love of God. 
And as I think about this, I have to ask myself, because I work with the LGBT community primarily and am such myself, are we sort of the new Gentiles? What do I mean by that? Let's look at, again, what I said these scribes, these priests of the temple tried to do. Number one, they tried to remember, guard the faith. If you look at what's going on in our world today, anytime that Christians, conservative Christians, come against those that are LGBT and affirming of LGBT when it comes to faith, they will automatically believe that they are protectors of the truth, and they are not going to allow you to infiltrate that, to change. God said this, and they, you know, they preach that, and they, they, they you know, even though, in my opinion, they share incorrect understanding, but they believe that they are protecting of that faith. And so that's what motivates many of them to be so critical and so harsh to those on the LGBT community. And then secondly, you remember that the priests believed that the Gentiles were nothing more than dogs. They weren't part of us. They weren't part of the chosen. What right did those type of people have to what we have? And I think a lot of times the church today thinks the same way. They are not, speaking of the community, are not like us. They do these things. They have these types of love relationships. They are nasty. How dare them think that they could have what we have? How dare they think they're good enough to have what we have? This relationship with Jesus, the grace that comes through faith in Christ. How dare they think they could claim that? So there is this supervision, if you will, that the church often has toward those of us in the community, feeling that we are not worthy to receive what Christ offers. And like both, I believe that the scribes and the priests and the elders of the temple were wrong then, just like the church today is wrong now, in my opinion, the conservative church, when they say, you can't belong. When God in his word says, by faith, by faith, through grace, you belong to me. And for them to say, no, 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 you can't, is a misunderstanding of the love and grace that is found in Jesus Christ. And so in my mind, as I think about this, as I read the scriptures, if I, as I look at the, Paul, the Pauline letters, as I look at the story of way that the leaders of the tradition, the leaders of the temple, the protectors of the Jewish faith constantly came against Paul, primarily because A, he was preaching what they think was blasphemy, and B, he, it was to whom he was preaching it to, because of these reasons, they came at, came at him so strongly, and they had nothing to do with these other people, for the most part. And I think as I look at that, I can see how that has played out in the church today when it comes to the LGBT community. But here's the good news. Even those people that are so staunch today toward the LGBT community, if the truth be known, the vast majority of those people are Gentile. Most of them are not Jewish people. They're not Messianic Jews. Now, there are some Messianic Jews, obviously, but most of the people that espouse this hatred towards the LGBT community are the same people 
of the same tradition, the same nationalities, of the same bloodlines that would have been shunned by the priest in the temple. And they are shunning the LGBT today. But the good news is the Gentiles did come to faith. The Gentiles did come to believe and serve and follow and have faith and love for God through Christ Jesus. And in my spirit, I believe that one day the LGBT be part of a welcome church too. Now, I'm going to say, I don't think I'll see it in my lifetime. Sadly. Even though I am seeing it more today than I did earlier in my life, obviously. I do believe that one day that they will be welcomed in whole by most of the church. And that makes me happy. And that gives me hope. And that gives me purpose. What about you? Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.